You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast, episode 231. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello there. I'm Karen Yankovich, the host of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. And I firmly believe that our mindset is if as important, if not more important than the strategies that we employ as we build our marketing strategies to build generational wealth in our world. And I love when I get to meet people that bring it from a scientific point of view, because as much as I can go with all the woo, I love my woo. I also love the science behind all of this. And Elizabeth Lewis, who you're going to meet today, was an unexpected surprise around this. I truly didn't really know her, so I didn't understand how amazing she was before I interviewed her. And I thoroughly enjoyed this interview. I hope you do too. This is such an important conversation, and I want to hear from you. So without further ado, meet Elizabeth. I am here today with Elizabeth Lewis, and Elizabeth has worked with high performers, professional athletes, corporate, private, small business powerhouses, and innovative driven entrepreneurs, helping them master their mindset, helping them increase their cognitive awareness, achieve peak performance while strategically building a multiple figure business. She walks alongside companies as their concierge executive performance coach, helps these, some of the significant wins she has are she helped an entrepreneur raise $1.3 million in 90 minutes after their first session, helped a financial advisor increase his closing rate by $4 million a month after three sessions, helped a real estate firm reach a billion in revenue. She walks alongside entrepreneurs, athletes, high performers, helping them develop a champion mindset, improve self-esteem, find two goals, shift perspectives, overcome traumas, face fear, achieve success, gain mental freedom, and, and even more. And you can already hear why I'm so excited to talk to Elizabeth, right? Those of you that are longtime listeners. And we started this conversation before I let Elizabeth jump in, you know, by me saying, you know, I so many of the people that I work with around their LinkedIn strategy and their LinkedIn profile and their networking and their relationship building have these big goals and I can give them strategy all day long, but without the mindset, the strategy is just not enough. And that's the common ground that we're going to start this conversation off with. Elizabeth, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation with you. I know we've only been like talking for a little bit, but I, I just, I've had so much fun already. I know, I know. And, and, you know, as, as is typical, sometimes I, you know, I like to have a conversation before we start just so that we're framing the conversation. And there's so many things I'm like, oh, I, I want to save that for the, I want to save that for the show. I want to save that for you. But tell us a little bit about your background, Elizabeth. Like, tell us a little bit about, like, get, give us a little bit of the background of Elizabeth. What brought you to this high performance mindset world? Yeah, it's kind of interesting story. I had never any intention of being in psychology or coach or a therapist. Unfortunately, like many people in America, I had a really traumatic childhood. My brother tried killing me most of my childhood, like verbatim, like I'm not wow. that figuratively. I mean it very literally. And I was so, I ended up moving out at 16 to survive. And by the time I was like 25, I was so mentally tortured. I was suffering from complex PTSD and I'd gone to therapist after therapist and they were just like, oh my God, your childhood was awful. And I'm like, cool, great. Like, I just want to know how to move forward. I don't right, really right, right. care right. about, wow, it was so horrible. I lived it. 
And so no one could really give me the answers on how to transform your psychology. So this sounds really conceited, but I said, you know what, I'm going to go get my, my master's degree in positive psychology with a subspecialty in coaching psychology to figure it out. Cause maybe they just like, don't know. And I just was naturally good at it. And my professors gave me some of their overflow and I became like obsessed with neuroscience and neuroplasticity and neurobiology and just understanding everything. And really quickly I got transformation and then I just started helping other people do it. And then I was like, well, I'll go get another degree so I can become a therapist. Cause at one point I really wanted to go into that arena and I just kind of more so fell in love with business. So that's kind of how I got here. It was no intention to do this for a living. <laughs> Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about some of the challenges you've seen, because as you know, and as, as you that's listening know as well, you know, my focus is this, the, the, the premise behind good girls get rich is when you focus on what you're good at and build your life and your business from that place of, of, you know, what I'm great at, that's where the abundance comes into your life. And at the same time, so many women have a challenge with that because they feel like, well, if I'm good at it, how can people give me money for it? Like, yeah. you know, it's not like, it's not, you know, so, so we hold ourselves back mm-hmm. and think we have to do all these things that other people think we need to do. And it all, I believe in my heart of hearts that it all comes down to our mindset and how we position ourselves and see ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about how, how you work with people and how, you know, what you've seen as you've been working with people. Yeah. So the way I work with people is I always want to find agreement, right? Because you can't walk forward unless you're in agreement. So I use a handful of assessments that just allow us to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, this is where you are psychologically. This is where you are in comparison to the psychometrics and and, uh, necessary to be successful in this company. You know, do you agree? Do you disagree? And from there we move forward. You know, I will say I have the ability to psychoanalyze someone in about 10 minutes. I'm usually always accurate. And that for some reason, just like gives a lot of like I guess, respect or connection or, or, or open-mindedness to my client. They're like, wow, you're like reading my mind. And I'm like, I get it. Like I've done, I've done the work. And then from there, we, I work to find your, your root issue. A lot of therapists and coaches want to deal with symptoms. I don't care about your symptom, quite frankly, I care about your root problem. And so I listen for that. And then we quickly pull the root. I mean, I get transformation within about two to three sessions from my clients, which is pretty cool. And what I see most often, unfortunately, and it's not, it doesn't matter if you're a man or or a female, is uh, the lack of self-discipline traits. And so like, you know, lack of self-confidence, which means lack of self-esteem, you know, lack of tough-mindedness, lack of autonomy, lack of composure or control or contentment. And all of those things need to be increased so that you can be successful at the end of the day, because you have to learn how to control yourself. But in America, we're all like, trust your feelings and your feelings mean everything. I don't know if I can cuss, but I just want to say go right ahead. And like, (laughs) you got to remember that the news is a business and sensationalism sells and they will not give you the accurate information. And I say that because I used to work in production. So it's a lot of just customizing it to, to, to figure out where do we need to realign our thinking. And I also will tell you, perfectionism is something that I typically deal with with my clients. And we've got to break down that perfectionism perspective before you can really move forward. Because if you're afraid of failure, poof, yeah. you're going to be in your comfort zone for a long time. Yeah. 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 And you know, I, we like our comfort zones, right? We like our comfort zones. They're comfortable. They're familiar. And it's scary to get out of our comfort zones. And 
you know, and if you want to spend the rest of your life in your comfort zone, nobody's judging that. But if you do have bigger dreams and bigger goals, then they live outside of your comfort zone. Yes. And you know what? Staying in your comfort zone is, is just as much a risk as leaving your comfort zone. Okay. So tell us about that. Well, you got to think everything's a risk. Yeah. Yeah. People want to say they're risk averse. Well, people just have an inaccurate viewpoint of risk, quite frankly. And you're, it's normal to want to go the way you're comfortable, but there's lots of biases. You know, it's like, it's sometimes you'll get clients that are like, oh man, I need to go and do this because I already spent the money for it. Well, you you spent the money regardless if you go or you don't go. That's an irrelevant point. And so, you know, sometimes it's learning even what are your biases that you're seeing things through? Like, I mean, take the lottery. People don't go and say, I'm going to buy this lottery ticket and I can't wait to lose. Even though your chances of winning are like one in a million. Right. There's still a risk, right? So there's, there's really a risk with everything that we do. It just comes down to what are your goals? What are your, what do you value? Yeah. So what are some things that you work on with people. Like, you know, obviously before the show, I, I checked out some of your social media and there's just so much as an alignment. Like one of the things I saw you talk a lot about is consistency, which I talk a lot about. Talk us, tell us a little bit about that. Like we're consistently doing what we've always done, right? How do we consistently, how does consistently factor in to us really mastering our mindset? Well, you know, it's, it's doing 1% every single day. I mean, you know, PTSD is the perfect example of neuroplasticity, which is just your, your brain rewiring itself to, to say it's simply working against you. Right. And it's by constantly meditating on the painful thoughts or memories of the past. And so just imagine if you spend an hour a day intentionally thinking about your ideal self, where would you be in six months? And in fact, neuroscience has proven that if you consciously think about your ideal self for an hour a day, accumulatively, and hundred, if you do it for every single day for 180 days straight, you'll be 90% there as your ideal self in six months or clear on how to get there. Cause some of this is obviously a little bit more complicated. And so consistency is very much being intentional. And when you're intentional and you don't meditate on fear, but you meditate on faith, love, and hope, it's amazing what you can do. Ooh, I love that. Can you tell us about some of the, like you talk a little bit in your bio about some significant wins and you don't have to give us people's names or details, but can you give us some like fun things you've seen happen? Like they were here and this is what they were doing and we did this and this was the result. You know, it's gosh, off the top of my head. I mean, I don't know if I can really simplify it to that degree. There's so many threads. Like, like that's the thing with humanities. We even want to oversimplify everything. So much of, of mindset and psychology work is complicated. People are complicated. It's like when yeah. my clients come in and say, I'm a good person. No, you're not. You're a complicated person. Trust me, you have evil thoughts. I know that. So well, like, reel it in. Well, the reason I asked that though, is I think I, I want people to, uh, to kind of self-identify with some of this, like, because you're in good company if you are having these challenges, you know, and, and most most people that are having these big successes were once there as well, right? And that's kind of why I'm asking that question, like to help people kind of self-identify a little bit with where some of these people were when they started with you. Well, I'll just share with the financial advisor because I think that's probably the easiest one to like make linear. So we, I gave him a psychometric assessment to figure out where he, which is like kind of taking an x-ray of your mind, not your brain, just to figure out where he, where he is. And what we found out is he had really low recognition, meaning like he didn't really care what people thought of him, which isn't a bad thing. But when you work in a business of people and your main strategy is a people strategy, that can become problematic. And so I worked with him on powerful small talk, believe it or not, just ways to engage your clients, ways to be a better listener, because deals are closed through listening, not through talking, which a lot of salespeople forget. 
And by just working with him to increase his recognition and a little bit of his nurturance, he increased his closing rate by 25%, which was $4 million a month. And so it's it's these small little adjustments that you can radically transform your, your psychology. I was dealing with a professional, a retired professional athlete who had 30 years of suicidal ideations. And in seven sessions, we um, broke her suicidal ideations. And a lot of it is, is fine tuning on what she's saying, changing the perspective, learning optimism, because when you're depressed and suicidal, there's a high level of pessimism. And sometimes it's even bringing in a spiritual power. I mean, we need something that's bigger than yourself. Neurotheology has proven this. And then it's walking with that person. So many people just want to be heard. One thing that I offer my clients is like, call me when shit hits the fan. Life doesn't happen in our sessions. It never will. This is the safe, like, this is the practice. This isn't we're live. So if you need me, call me, text me. You're not doing this alone. And, And I think that's a big point, big part of people transforming because they have someone else's hope and faith that they can can rely on. Um, there's a few self-confidence and self-esteem worksheets that I'll give a person and that will radically transform their self-esteem within about a 45 minute session. Because a lot of what we, what I do in my sessions is psychoeducation and giving people the verbiage and the skills and the knowledge to move forward. The fact of the matter is, is life's not going to be perfect. It never will. Life is going to suck. Toughen up, buttercup. Like that's my biggest uh, encouragement. Don't trust your feelings. Learn yourself. Start to label yourself. Start to label what you're feeling so you can get distance and then really learn your values and start making decisions off your values so you can achieve a life that you want. I mean, it's funny, like I specialize in neuropsychotherapy and some of the most basic things we could do are the most powerful, like exercise. You want to change your life. You want to stop being depressed. Exercise. It's amazing what that could do. So, you know, at the end of the day, there's all these things that a person can do, but the more you learn yourself and you figure out what's most going to be impactful for you, which is trial and error, the better you can be at the end of the day. We want to say like, this is the only way, but it's more of like, here's the menu that's working for a majority of the people. It might not work for you. But what are you willing to try? Because, you know, even if you just did yoga for a week and it just didn't work for you, doing yoga for a week was better than not doing anything. I just wanted to jump in real quick and take a little bit of a break from this conversation and remind you that the mindset strategies that Elizabeth and I are talking about today are infused in every single thing we do in our She's Linked Up community, in our She's Linked Up Accelerator program, our 12-week program, our She's Linked Up Society, our high-level mastermind. The mindset is so important. And in fact, our entire program, it kicks off with a little bit of a mindset visualization. So if you want to learn more about what that looks like and check out some really solid mindset and identity shifts as you are moving into a new paradigm in your life and in your business, then let's chat. Go to karenyankivich.com slash call, grab a spot on our calendar, and let's have a conversation and see if some She's Linked Up mindset, identity, and LinkedIn and PR strategies are a good fit for you right now. karenyankivich.com slash call, get you on the calendar. I would love to tell you more about it, and I would love to see if it's a fit to spend some time together. So how do people learn more about, like, where do you share this information? I know you have a podcast. Tell us more about how people can get more of this information from you. Yeah. So I have a podcast. I'm on YouTube. You can go to my website, elizabethlewis.com. 
my podcast is The Liz Show. Right now we're a little behind on releasing episodes, so I apologize. And then my YouTube channel is, uh, gosh, I think it's like youtube.com backslash C backslash Elizabeth Lewis. Um, right. Well, all of which you don't, they're not going to need to remember any of this because we'll have okay, all of this perfect. in the show notes. But the reason I say that is because I feel like people get a taste of my guests on this podcast, but then they're like, wait, no, no, no. I want to immerse myself in this. And I think that you're one of those guests. You're one of those people that I think people are going to want to immerse themselves in, or frankly, they should well, I'm not going to use the word should. I understand if they want to immerse themselves in it. I want to immerse myself in it because I think this is something that while I love that you're saying that they got results in three sessions or six sessions or seven sessions, it's also like, I feel like it's also never done. There's always a new level, right? So understanding that, yeah, yeah. Understanding that and understanding that, you know, you can listen to this, you can, you know, check out her podcasts and YouTube videos and things like that. And there'll be more things that will bring up and that will be more, there'll be more things to uncover and to work on. And that's just part of being a human being. Yeah. And I love that you say that Karen, because I work with a lot of people to figure out what their purpose is. And one of the biggest like misbeliefs I'm learning is that people think your per- their purpose is like finite. Like once you mm-hmm. identify it, that's what it's always going to be. No, your purpose is always evolving at the end of the day because you as a human are evolving. And the more you grow and the more you start to learn yourself and your automatic thoughts and your projections and your transference, the deeper you can go at the end of the day. You know, there's so much growth and it's not about arriving. It's about getting as far as possible from the dock, which is where you start. Ooh, ooh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how can we like get started with learning some of these things? Like what are some things we can do now to start to identify some of the challenges or blocks or or work areas that we need to work on? Yes. You know, one of the first things you could do, because, you know, this is coming from cognitive behavior therapy, which is your thoughts are going to dictate your quality of life. And we've proven in neuroscience that humans work to create their most dominant thoughts. So if your most dominant thought is I'm a piece of crap and I suck, well, we need to learn these, these thinking errors so we can, you know, take them captive and make new decisions. But that's really hard to do when we have six to 70,000 thoughts a day and 80% to, well, actually one to 99% can be negative and 95% of them are the same. So we have plenty of opportunities to start paying attention, but I'm also an American. And what I mean by that is I like instant gratification and collapsing uh, time. And so I do have a free assessment that helps um, you, uh, that, that scores you on your most common thinking traps, because if you can learn your core thinking traps, you can start to identify your core beliefs. And when you can pull out that core belief root and plant something better, man, it's like the gates of heaven or something open up, right? You're just like released from this oppressed way of living and being, which I think is awesome, right? Because nobody's mm-hmm. a piece of crap. Like your worth is a constant. You're you're worthy because you exist. That's beautiful. And that quiz is on your website, right? Yes. We'll put links to all of that in there. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. So what is, this is so good. This is so good. And I, I say this because, and I said this is when we started this conversation, you know, and I know I don't really care what your body parts are, or how you identify, but most of the work that I do is with women, right? And and I know that women, they just struggle a little bit more with kind of owning this stuff in themselves, right? And and it's not about being negative about them because sometimes they know it. Like they know I am the best at this. I know I'm the best at this. But then taking that to the next step and yeah. actually being comfortable kind of like sharing that, right? On their LinkedIn profiles or on, you know, in their content, you know, that is where I see some of the biggest challenges. That is the biggest, 
like block I have, I have to get people through is, all right, we've, we've now gotten to here. How do we get you now talking to people from that place of being this, this expert or this, you know, person who, who knows that they've got this ability. Do you see that? Do you see that? Yeah. 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 And I can relate, man. I I struggled with it years ago too. You know, it's cognitive dissonance. You're, you're holding two beliefs, right. And it's hard to like bring them together. You know, I, I will say I do see it louder in, and to your point, like, I don't care what body parts you have or what have you, but I do see it louder with women, uh, especially because of women typically struggle more with toxic guilt than men based off of my experience Mm -hmm. over the last seven years. One thing you have to remember is there's not a single psychologist on planet earth or human being for that matter that can tell you if your perspective is right or wrong. Now we can identify the extremes, Mm -hmm. but this is another bias. It's called fractional attribution error, I believe. And it's where you make judgments or you, you say labels based off of what you see versus the context of the situation. Like, so maybe someone cuts you off and you go, Oh, you're a jerk. You attack the person versus being like, well, you know, maybe they were oblivious maybe they're in a rush. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was an accident, right? Looking at the context instead. And so I say that saying like, really, who is an expert? At the end of the day, someone's always going to know more than you. And I'll just tell you that my biggest takeaway is someone who's an absolute nerd and reads about six books a week now is um, nobody knows nothing. Everybody's trying to figure it out. There's, There's no guarantee in life. It's just owning it. And so I say all this to say like, if you're good at something, owning it isn't bad at the right. end. Of the you can be conceited about it, but I'm not saying be conceited. I'm just simply saying like, if you're good at what are some of the things that most of your clients do, if I can ask? Oh my gosh, it could be anything. It could be anything. It could, you know, it could be, you know, coaching or consulting, but it could also be the arts or, you know, yeah. Well, just take coaching and consulting then. Like if you're good at getting people transformation and you have that proof, look at the external proof. Like, have you ever considered that maybe your opinion sucks? Right. Especially if it's been a consistent opinion of, if you look back through your childhood of like, you're always saying you're not good enough or you're not doing it well enough, then that's an automatic way of thinking that you have programmed and conditioned your brain to. So what would happen if you just say, I'm choosing to be confident in this? Confidence is just meaning you have positive experiences doing something. Tiger Woods is confident in golf because he started at age two and he hit 2000 balls for 18 years straight before he even became a professional um, athlete. He was confident in his skills. Here's the other thing. So many people want to trust their outcome. They're like, no, I can't be an expert until I've hit this. And it's a little bit like an eating disorder because the this keeps changing based off of what they're doing, right? It's like the weight keeps going lower. You never actually get there. So trusting the outcome is the stupidest thing you can do. Trust the effort. Have confidence in your effort. Have confidence in that you know what you can bring to the game. You know what you can do. Knowing what you can do doesn't make you humble or not humble. It's just saying like this, it's just owning it. It's that simple. Like we don't have to bring the emotions to it. It's more so holding the acceptance of saying, in my opinion, I think I'm great at this. Now I might not be great with everyone. That's why you got to know your target client. But if you can own this slither, great. Like we have 15,000 different types of grocery stores. Like you go based off of where you need, like there's enough to go around. But the other question is like, what's the value of not owning it? Well, yeah. Oh my God. That's such a good question. That's such a good question. I think about like, you also see see what you're looking for, you know? So if you are, 
determined that you're not good at this, then you're not going to be good at it. No matter how many wins you can count all your losses, or you can count all your wins, right? Like count your wins for, you know what I mean? Like count your wins, focus on the wins. Cause then there'll be more of those. And, and again, it doesn't matter if these other five people went to another grocery store. Yeah. Because these 10 people went to your grocery store and have this amazing transformation. Yeah. And the other thing, like I, I do have the pr- privilege of working with some like extraordinary human beings in, in the sense of accomplishments, like the things that people have done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. The one thing that I've learned, and you see this more with men than women. The one thing I have learned, like if you've ever seen a confident man, and I'm talking about like a confident man that's humble, not narcissistic, not conceited, not arrogant, but humble. If you observe them, they have a perspective and it's the same with women too, who are like this. They have a perspective and a self-talk that focuses on optimism and focuses on all that they do well. That's where they keep their focus. That's their self-talk. Like, I mean, I think I'm sure you've ran into this, Karen, of where you've, you've met someone who was just super confident and it's because of the narration that they told themselves. Mm-hmm. Like that's the equation in in the framework aspect at the end of the day. And so what is the point of focus? And even we talk about this in neuroscience training all the time. What's the point of focusing on something you can't control? What is the point of that? Who cares if Bob down the road doesn't think you're, you're eligible or you're qualified. When I first started my coaching company, I had so many misogynistic men that looked at me and said, you're smart, you're pretty. What could you teach me? I'm like, well, for starters, I know you're controlling and you have low flexibility. We could start there. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like there's no point wasting your time proving that you're worthy or proving that you're competent at the end of the day. Bees don't go around to flies trying to explain to the fly why honey is better than shit. Oh, you have so many good, you've so many good, like I'm already picturing all the lines coming out of this, this episode. You have so many good lines. That's awesome. This is so good. This is so good. I really, I really appreciate this, Elizabeth, because I think this is, this is, just what some of our listeners need to hear. So yeah. how can people put all the links below what's coming up for you as you know, in, as you go through the next year? You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm, I'm kind of like, I hold goals loosely because mm-hmm. deadlines really just get you motivated to do things. And so many of my plans have just been shifted that I, I kind of go more with the flow to where mm-hmm. you exist in the first place. I'm working on a few more courses. I have one course out right now called Mindset Mastery, which is just like a foundational program to learn how to start to master your mindset. But, you know, um, I'm sure a lot of the women listeners can relate to this. I, uh, just being chronically abused for so many years as a child, I became really passionate about learning verbal self-defense. And so I'm really excited about one of my, I'm working on a verbal self-defense course so that people can learn how to diffuse things. Cause you got to remember wow. that all of abuse starts verbally before. Wow. That's huge. Right. And it, I mean, it's, unfortunately we live in a world where verbal abuse is very, very prominent. And I, and I don't think it's, I think it's moving in the wrong direction. Too. Agree. It's moving in the wrong direction because I, I think, yeah, I think that the people that are abusive are seeing more and more powerful women and it's making them more abusive. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone has been abusive yeah. though. Like yeah. it's so okay. easy to be, I mean, like think about your spouse. How many times have you been emotionally and verbally abusive at the end of the day? Like it, it's so yeah. easy to do this. I'm not saying it's right, but at yep, the end yep, of the day, yep. You cannot control another person's choices, but you can uphold your boundaries and learn how to identify the linguistics that they're saying to you because it's like verbal chess, right? Just because mm-hmm. someone says something to you doesn't mean you have to grab onto it. And if right. you watch lawyers and litigation, they do this. They keep an eagle eye view on the conversation versus being sucked in 
Right. And when the tables get turned, right. And, you know, I will say there's more and more narcissists that are being cultivated because of the social media rise. And so learning how to communicate to the narcissist can be really impactful to kind of shut I, Yeah. And I think you read where I wanted to go with that statement more than where I went with those statements. So thank you for that. See, she's so good at this. It's okay. Um, no, I just, I'm, I thinking, about, I'm thinking about this and I just think that it's just, or I, I feel like they're just louder than maybe because of the rise of social media, right? You've got a platform where you can speak that maybe you didn't have 20 years ago, right? And, yeah. Oh gosh. You know, yeah. so, I feel like the world was probably simpler back then, right? I love that. So, okay. So we're going to keep our eye out for that. Thank yeah. you so much. All right. So Elizabeth, I love this. Thank you so much for being here today. This is, I think this has been a great conversation. I'm going to be, I'm a fan. I can see myself being a bigger fan and yeah. I hope that you that's listening feel the same way. So all the links to everything Elizabeth talked about will be in the in the show notes. And thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. This was such a fun episode. I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know Elizabeth. I have been diving deep into her content since I've recorded this with her. I hope you do too. All of the links to everything we talked about are in the show notes. Just go to karenyankovich.com slash 231. You'll see all the links to everything we talk about on this show. You'll see all the links to... Elizabeth's content to book a call. If you want to chat with me about what it looks like to get some support with some of this mindset and identity stuff, all the links we talked about all in the show notes. There's also a link to SpeakPipe in the show notes and where you can leave me an audio message. I would love to know what you think of Elizabeth and what you thought of this conversation. Just go to karenyankovich.com slash 231 or karenyankovich.com slash SpeakPipe and you'll get to leave an audio message. I respond to every one of those personally because I love getting them. So leave us an audio message. You can leave a review. Maybe it's an, uh, I guess you think I should interview or a topic you'd love to hear me talk about or just your opinion on today's show. I'd love to hear it. So all that information is in the show notes. And you know that we love it when you support us the way we support you, right? I'm here doing this episode for you every single week. And in, with hopes of lifting you up, right? And I want to continue to be able to do that. So if you take a quick screenshot of this show as you're listening to it, upload it to your stories, upload it to social media, wherever you like to hang out online and tag me. I'm at Karen Yankovich, tag Elizabeth. Her content is, her links are all below. Use the hashtag good girls get rich. So we don't miss it. Then we can share that with our audience. So you're helping us by getting more visibility to this show. If you thought it was something that, that your audience would be interested in, or your followers would be interested in. And then we want to in return, help you back by sharing your posts with our audience. So we all get more visibility that way. I hope to see you back here again next week with another episode. If you don't want to miss it, go on over to the follow button on wherever you're listening to this and click follow so that you don't miss next week's show. And I will see you then. 